It's the Go Gopher Podcast with Mike Grimm, episode number 60. I am Mike Grimm, voice of the Golden Gophers, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, we're talking Golden Gopher hockey in the state of hockey. It's our pleasure to welcome to the podcast today, Golden Gopher star defenseman Brock Faber, the reigning Big Ten Defenseman of the Year, who has a great shot of taking home that honor again. He's an Olympian, a local kid, and I promise you'll enjoy hearing from him on today's episode. He talks about the top-ranked Gopher hockey team, the approaching postseason, his leadership, the team's top line, and much, much more. Our Go Gopher podcast is presented by alumni-owned Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. If you're a business founder planning to exit your business, start by contacting Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. Sunbelt serves more businesses up to $5 million in revenue than anyone. And True North M&A serves companies with revenues up to $150 million. You can get a confidential, no-cost, no-obligation business valuation started today. Make the most of your life's work, visit sunbeltminnesota.com or tnma.com today. We're also glad to have Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union with us on the Go Gopher podcast. They've been a longtime Gopher supporter and a major backer of Special Olympics Minnesota. The Polar Plungers are starting. We'll have more on that next week. Affinity Plus is your local credit union throughout the state of Minnesota. Here's the webpage, affinityplus.org slash gogophers. Our podcast is also sponsored by State Farm agent Tony Hoagland at champlininsurance.com. Tony is a big gopher hockey lover. We're podcasting episode 60 from the Aquarius Home Services studio. One other quick note, if you're a restaurant or business owner who'd like to have our podcast broadcast live from your venue and are interested in partnering with us with a sponsorship, please contact the great folks at Talk North. We'd love to be on location on a regular basis. Go to talknorth.com to find out more info and contact one of our great sales representatives. We invite you to subscribe to the Go Gopher podcast. You can go back and listen to Go Gopher podcast from weeks gone by. Last week, we talked Gopher football with the guru, Daniel House. We previewed spring ball. We talked about the new assistant coaching staff, the NFL combine, and so much more. It was chock full of great info. Go back and have a listen. This week, it's episode 60 of the Go Gopher podcast, and we're talking golden gopher hockey with star player Brock Faber. He'll join us next. I'm Clay Geary, walk-on, turn scholarship, wide receiver for Gopher football. And I'm Ben Utek, U of M alumni, Super Bowl champion, and Tony Dungy Uncommon Award winner. We understand championship culture, which is why we're part of the True North family of companies. True North invests in only elite teams, like the champion team at Sunbelt Business Advisors. With more brokers, buyers, and offers, Sunbelt gets owners 15% more than the market average. Learn more about this True North company at sunbeltminnesota.com. Hi, Gopher fans. Switching is easy. We do it all the time. We switch on lights. We switch TV channels. We switch on the TV. And with the new transfer portal, some college students even switch colleges, which can seem crazy to us diehard fans. But what's not crazy is how you can switch and save with State Farm. In fact, my agency can switch you over so we can start saving today. My team is ready to welcome you to the State Farm neighborhood and show you it is, in fact, easy to switch and save. When you want the real deal, check us out at champlininsurance.com. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
It's episode number 60, the Go Gopher podcast with Mike Grimm, and we're talking gopher hockey, and we're thrilled to have gopher defenseman Brock Faber with us. And Brock, good to see you. Yes, good to see you. Thanks for having me. A week off. How about that? Huh? <laughs> Not fun at this time of year. <laughs> Obviously, you want to just get into playoff hockey as soon as possible. So, um, yeah, but it's good for us. We got a few guys a little banged up, so it's... Uh, good rest weekend and you know obviously we're looking forward to the weekend after that so yeah in weird way you you guys earn the buy right you get the right. one seed and that's supposed to be the reward and I, I suppose it's better than putting yourself at risk that first weekend but right. um like you say is there is there a part of you that wish you could get right into the tournament this weekend yeah absolutely I mean that's you know playoff hockey is obviously the best hockey you know this time of year it starts to warm up a little bit well Sometimes, obviously. Um, <laughs> starts to warm up a little bit, snow starts melting, and, you know, that's when you know playoff hockey's, you know, just around the corner. So we're excited, and obviously we're playing good hockey right now. So, um, yeah, the earlier the better for us right now. But, again, like I said, it's good for us to have this off weekend. Yeah, get a little rest, get a couple of your teammates, uh, you know, healthy that maybe are banged up. And I know you even were, uh, you know, missed the Wisconsin series, yep. right? So you're feeling good and ready to rock and roll. Yep. And yep. maybe this week helps from that standpoint, too, to get you one week further past all that stuff? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it will be, again, it's, it, as much as it sucks, it is, <laughs> it is good, though, to... Um, you know, obviously get in that training room, get the body feeling right going into playoffs, be at 100%, you know, obviously when it matters most. So. Yeah. You mentioned you guys are playing well, and it's really been, you know, a long stretch. You know, early in the season, the newcomers were, I think, probably trying to find some chemistry and such. But mm. I think it was from November to February that uh, that there were no Big Ten regulation losses. You yeah. know, I mean, there was, a, I think, the overtime game with, with Michigan at the end. But otherwise, you know, you're just cruising through the league. And it's a tough league. I mean, right. what what's that like when you know you're you're playing well and feeling well, and you want to keep it rolling, you know, each weekend? Yeah, I mean, obviously there was there was a lot of learning experience for us at the start of the year. Um, we played some good, heavy old teams, and I think that was good to have right off the bat. Obviously, with uh, eleven freshmen and <laughs> a lot of them being in the lineup each night. I mean, um, so yeah, a lot of a lot of learning experience for us and. Um, you know, we've had uh, plenty of our ups and downs here, um, but, you know, the again, the crowds have been great. Um, you know, just obviously the Big Ten is a great league, and, um, you know, we've been playing good hockey and, again, just trying to keep it going. So. Yeah, here you are, ranked number one now for the second week in a row, and you had been ranked number one much of the earlier part of the season as well. Um, you mentioned, you know, with 11 freshmen and obviously some pretty talented freshmen, and they, they you know, fit in. Now the thing's rolling. Um, what, as, a, as one of the leaders and one of the captains, what did you have to do certain things maybe at the start of the year just to get those guys up to speed quick enough to where you could get to be, you know, to the number one ranking yeah. in the country? Yeah, you know, I mean, I think for all of our freshmen, they're, they're very mature off the ice. And I think, um, you know, obviously there needed to be a little bit more maturing on the ice, but... You know, you talk about Logan Cooley, um, Jimmy Snuggerud, obviously. Those are two guys who do things on the ice that I couldn't even really think of doing sometimes. But um, And then there's guys like Luke Middlestead, Ryan Chesley, um, Brody Lamb, um, you know, Connor Kerr's playing great hockey. Um, you know, those are all guys who, you know, once they got comfortable, have really stepped up. And, um, you know, Cal Thomas, I mean, I could go down the whole list. Sure. I think they've... They've all been great, and they've all had their ups and downs just like everyone does their freshman year. But, um, you know, all of them have been, you know, uh, 
every single one of them, not just obviously, you know, the Logan Cooley, Jimmy <laughs> Snugger, but every single one of them have contributed, um, you know, greatly to, to this run we're going on right now. And obviously, you know, we're going to need them come playoff time and, you know, they'll be ready. So, yeah. And, and it, the whole thing's been kind of fun to watch and evolve and kind of where it's going. And then like, you know, the last couple of weeks, a couple of guys get injured and guys step up, whether they're freshmen or old guys, Kester last week, you know, yep. Jackson Lacombe's out and yeah. guess who gets two goals, right? Yeah, I mean, right. not that, not that Kester hasn't been playing, but he right. kind of right. fits into that role all For of a sudden sure. and sure. boom, right? So it's a pretty deep club. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, our, our decor forwards, Obviously, and another thing, Justin Close. I'm sure we'll talk about him yeah. at some point, but he's uh, he's you know he's the rock of this team. He brings it every night, brings it every day in practice, and um, you know he allows us to to play the way we do. So your your head coach jokes sometimes about Justin Close. You know that maybe they should have been playing him a little more. Obviously, Jack Lafontaine. You know your former teammate had this run of right. great games, right? right? He's Richter finalist, all this stuff, all of a sudden close gets put in there. Did you have an idea that he could do what he's doing just based on what you would see in practice? Yeah, I mean, everyone everyone knew it. Like when my freshman year, it was uh, Laffer and then Jared Moe and then Closer. He was the third right. string and, um, you know, every day it was just the same him. He didn't change. He hasn't – it's it's one of the coolest things for sure I've ever seen, just – uh, in the sense that he's the exact same person, the exact same on the ice, off the ice, the way he's on before practice, stays a little after, the way he treats his body, it's all the same. From my freshman year when he was our third string to now where he's, in my opinion, the best goalie in the country. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's it, he's such a special uh, leader on this team and human and obviously hockey player. And like I said, he's definitely a rock, so. Yeah, and when he's, you know, protecting the net, obviously, on the ice, it's a big deal. But um, Bob Motzko this week on his coach's show, I was listening to that, and he said that uh, he thinks that he, you know, there's all kinds of great leaders on this team, but maybe if he had to pick a guy to be the heart and soul kind of guy, that Close might be that guy. Would you agree? Absolutely. I mean, there's, you know, there's there's no, the the I, I'd say the reason for that is just simply because, like I said, he's um, he's been through it all. Yeah. Um, he's been loyal to this program. Um, he loves this program. He w- wants the best for this program. And, um, you know, him being a third string versus now being the best goalie in the country, it's, you know, like I said, there's nothing. Not He's the same. And he loves this program to death. He loves his teammates. He treats everyone with so much respect. And obviously then uh, that aside, the way he plays, it, it, he's just – he is a rock, and he brings it every night. And you know, I obviously could sit here and talk about him. He's my goalie yeah. too, so whenever I mess up, he's always there to help me out. So obviously, I'm a little biased, but um, yeah, he I could talk about him forever. He's uh, he's definitely the rock. You mentioned sure. that, and I'm I'm going to ask this in a, a bit of a joking <laughs> manner because you don't make a lot of mistakes. But on those rare occasions, maybe you do have something. Do you ever on the fly as you're skating say thank you? Oh yeah, good oh, tap him on the pad, whatever it is. I I mean, yeah, we have a great decor, but we're definitely not perfect. And, um, you know, he's he definitely makes us look a lot better at times, that's for sure. Is there um, something innate in hockey um, with – and you obviously come up playing it from a young age – that a goaltender – is it harder for a goaltender to be the heart and soul guy or is it easier for that guy to be kind of the leader of a team or does it, does it just vary by team? I think it definitely varies by team. I think, um, you know, there's – Goalies are a lot different. Some of them are 
um, a lot quieter. Some of them are just focused, locked in on. Um, and closer has that side of him, but also during the week he's um, he's pretty social and he's everyone loves him yeah. off the ice. And um, I'm not saying that like goalies are weird or anything, but they I'm just are but I'm just so. saying they're a little they definitely are different in the way like they're posi- positionally they have to be a little bit more focused and yeah. um, you know I, I think with him though it's you know he's just a normal guy if you looked at him talk to him he's just like. Canadian up north kid who you know just loves to play hockey and loves his friends and um, family and um, yeah I, I think it definitely definitely varies but um, in his case he definitely you know takes the crown for that yeah so. well it's a great story as you said it's pretty cool to see how he's progressed and uh, you know it seems like a lot longer now but I guess it's what just a little over a year yeah, where he's just right. been this stud right. in yeah that, it know? feels like forever ago but yeah <laughs> but it, it is uh, where we're at so the the regular season is over um and the the format we talked about the buy so we don't need to talk more about that but in terms of the Big Ten tournament format with it's kind of stretched over three weeks do you mm-hmm. like that or do you wish they would compact it I mean if you could wave a magic wand right. you know would it be better to maybe make it a one weekend or a two weekend kind of deal Yeah I mean I think it would be you know I like the way they do it having the home ice advantage that's obviously fun yeah. getting the crowds into the buildings and. Um, really make it feel like a playoff atmosphere. Um, you know, I, I think obviously it's in our case. You know, we can't complain. We get the bye weekend, yeah. but uh, the only thing I could complain about is just wanting to play more hockey. And I think everyone's kind of in the same boat there. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like the way it's set up. Obviously, I, um, you know, I, I, I do. I'm, I'm grateful that we're gonna have home ice if we. Uh, winning that semifinal and then have a you know Big Ten championship at home again, which was obviously a tremendous crowd. We played Michigan there, um, but obviously, hopefully, we want a better outcome this year. But yeah, I, I no complaints for sure. The um, and then obviously from there, it's into the tournament um, format. And you guys, um, like I said, you've been playing at a high level, really. I what since Thanksgiving time. But mm-hmm. do you feel like this is? Kind of, I mean, the way you kind of put it to Ohio State over the weekend and have, have gotten rolling again a little bit. Do you feel like this might be where you're where you're hitting the stride at the right time? Yeah, I mean, I hope so. I hope we can keep this going. I mean, I think uh, Penn State the weekend when I wasn't out, I got injured. The Wisconsin out for Penn State. Uh, it was it that was one of our best weekends of the year. Uh, I mean. Me and Ryan Chesley were out. We were watching the game together. And I'm like, if they're gonna play like this, maybe we just out all year. <laughs> but uh, no, I think that was that was when it started, and um, yeah, I think we definitely carried it into this weekend and looking to do that, and obviously in a playoff time. So, and um, I guess the other thing too, uh, going back to that bye week, that I was gonna ask you about. Um, sounds like uh, your coaching staff is trying to do a, a, something a little creative, where they're they're gonna you guys will have a little scrimmage and a little road trip, right? Oh yeah, yep. Which so we're cool. yeah, I've, the boys are excited for sure. Uh, we're going down to Rochester. Um, you know, obviously we're we're gonna practice Friday, uh, and then scrimmage Saturday. Have a little inter squad scrimmage. So it'll be um, good amount of people there. So yeah. from what we're hearing, so. Um, yeah, it'll be a fun time. Obviously, it's always fun hanging out with the guys and on the bus and the hotel. And um, you know, we yeah, it's <laughs> those are always the funnest times. So we're we're definitely excited to to get out of here for a weekend and you know just hang out with the guys. So 
and, and remember even early in the year and even last year, Bob Motzko, your head coach, talking about the importance of road trips, maybe even in hockey more than some other sports where, you know, whether you guys are playing cards or right. whatever it is, you know, do you think that is, do you think he's on to something there that that's, that's a big deal? Absolutely. I mean, I think for us, we're an uh, unbelievable tight group. Um, and I think the tighter you are going into playoff time and obviously – Obviously, it won't hurt, um, you know. So, yeah, we and uh, you know, not only that, but it, it's it's just fun getting away with all the guys, and um, you know, just spend time with. Uh, you know, we spend time. We spend every four hours a day together every day, and obviously, can't get enough. You know, these are the best times. You know, being in college, and um, yeah, I think there is definitely some truth to that in the sense where closer you are the better and I think that could translate on the ice for sure yeah and when it's only a scrimmage only a scrimmage this weekend that might even be more fun not having to worry about a scouting report right. and you know an actual Big Ten game and right? it will be competitive too because <laughs> yeah. obviously I don't want to lose to the other whoever's not on my team obviously right. and that's the same with every guy so it'll be fun yeah that's the other thing too this this looks to be a pretty competitive uh, group I thought even that uh, second game with Ohio State there were some physicality where all of a sudden, I don't know if they challenged you, maybe you can talk more about it, but it looked like the response was, okay, you want to, you want to mess with this? We'll, we'll, um, we'll show you what's going on here. Yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah, Ohio State's a great team. And I think, you know, that was definitely one of our best weekends. And, um, you know, I think, you know, we got, we got, obviously we played great Friday and, um, you know, Saturday was a lot tighter of a game. Um, you know, got some penalty trouble early, and um, you know they jumped out on us pretty pretty early there. So I don't know. I, I think, um, yeah, we're able to play physical. Obviously, we're a very skilled hockey team, but when we're at our best, we're playing physical hockey. We're playing with grit. Um, you know, we're playing with that you know mentality where um, you know we want to beat you physically, you know, mentally with our speed, things like that. So. Um, you know, I think obviously we are a skilled team and, you know, when we're struggling, we're trying to use that skill too much, you yeah. know? So I, I think we, we got physical and we started to play with a little more grit there in the, in the second and third and obviously it worked out. So some of your, uh, skill guys, let's say, and I am thinking, and I shouldn't be picking single guys out cause I think it's, you know, it's a, it's a group effort with this, but I'm thinking like a guy like Matthew Nyes. And I noticed this last year too, especially as you guys got into the, Postseason. I mean, there's a guy that, you know, if you wanted to probably, like you, could maybe be in the NHL or for sure playing pro hockey. No, we're going to stay. We're going to play college hockey. Last year, he's, you know, kind of the, the stud freshman that's scoring a lot of points. But, man, he blocked as many shots in the postseason, I think, as anybody, right? right. The way he was kind of selling out. And then mm -hmm. watching Cooley this year, like he's not the biggest dude, but he is. There's some sneaky toughness to him, Absolutely. isn't there? I mean, the way he, I mean, his puck battle stuff, and mm -hmm. I'm, I'm an amateur in terms of how to watch it. I don't, you know, I haven't grown up with it like you guys, obviously, right. but um, just in, so the, 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 you know, the novice guy watching, I think I'm picking that out, that he's just kind of a sneaky puck fighter. In uh, addition to all the great skill. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, those two both, I mean, Nisey, it's, Nisey's kind of got it all. Yeah, I right? mean, he's, you know, he's, he's 6'4", 6'3", 6'4", 210 pounds, he can skate really well, and he has hands as good as Cooley, yeah. which is, I mean, that's rare. <laughs> um, and then Cools, yeah, he's 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 sneaky. He's six feet tall, 
close to it at least, and he's very strong on pucks. He's very a lot stronger than you'd think if you just looked at him right, off yeah. the ice. Um, you know, and he has that side of him too. And when he's at his best, he's playing physical, and he's not overly physical, but. Um, you know, I, I think those two together, and obviously with Jimmy, you know, yeah. we could talk about Jimmy plenty He's too. Got... Um, you know, those those three together are it's fun to watch. Right. It sucks to go against the practice, <laughs> but it's fun to it watch. It probably makes you better, though. Oh, right? absolutely. I mean, yeah, I mean, I it, it's fun to go against those three in practice. Obviously, they they push the pace, they challenge all of us, and um, you know, it all it, it bleeds down from them, and obviously the. Uh, Jackson Nelson, Lyon, Brodzinski, Nevers, those are the, those are the three leaders up front. And, yeah. You know, it all bleeds down from them too. So, the um, uh, overtime goal against St. Cloud, where where you know it looked like St. Cloud was backpedaling and trying to you know figure out what they wanted to do as time winds down, and it looked like Cooley just said to hell with this, right? Yeah. And he kind of goes. <laughs> Kind of oh, yeah. tackles a guy, and then you end up getting the uh, intercepting the pass, right? And then and, and take take me through what you saw in that play, and how much fun it was in a packed house to yeah. uh, to win that game. Obviously, uh, in state rival, it's it's fun to beat those guys, and you know they're a tremendous hockey team as well. And um, you know, I yeah, the guy just skated down my wing. All I did was poke it, and um, you know, I ended up winning the foot race to it. And uh, you know, I was I actually was gonna grab the puck. Um, but Cools had a little bit of a step on me, and he basically took it off my stick and said, "Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll do the skill part. You can do the rest. Huh? You can do the defensive part. I'll do the skill part." Um, and obviously, yeah, that was a crazy play by him. You know, place erupted, and uh, definitely a fun night for yeah, sure. Yeah, that was that was a fun fun night. And I would think, especially after the night before, where. It was a good tight game. It ended up, but they get an empty net deal. Yeah. But really, it was yeah. what, it was a one one or one nothing or however it was, and uh, then yeah, um, something like that. Coming back remember. to to get the the game the next night at yeah. the next day, I guess. Yeah, that was bad. Friday. We did. We definitely didn't play as good as we wanted to, um, and they definitely brought it. Um, yeah, so it was it was a it was a must needed bounce back for us, and um, you know, obviously, we wish we could have. Could have put on a better performance over the weekend, but you know it is what it is. We'll we'll take a split and learn from it. So yeah. and those guys are pretty good too, right? I mean, Absolutely. And that who who are, who are they? They're missing somebody now that they had in that series, right? Didn't they have a bad injury? I think. Uh, so uh, Pert was playing. Jack Pert was playing limited. Um, gotcha. He was just getting back from World Juniors, but from what I remember, I want to say that they had most of their guys. No, that night they they do. Then they did. Oh, okay. But I think they're missing one of their studs now. I think. Oh, are they? He got, yeah, he got injured knee or something a few weeks back. I want to say. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong, right. but I think I that's the I case. And you're, know. you know, you're following Big Ten and right. Not, not yeah. that, we don't so we don't it. play them much. No, they were full strength it. when you guys okay. uh, when you guys played. Yeah, for sure. Um, and and you know that win sends you back into Big Ten play. And then that Michigan series was just a whale of a series as mm-hmm. well. Um, all right, so we've talked a little about it. Uh, I want to talk more specific about that Cooley Nye Snuggerud line. Um, your head coach this week, I, again, was listening to the coach's show, and he said, you know, 37 years of college hockey coaching as an assistant, as a head coach and all this. And he's like, um, I don't think he wanted to go as far because, you know, you have to think about it as saying it's the best line he's ever coached or seen. Right. But he was pretty much on the verge of saying, if there's anybody better, I, I you know, it, it should pop into my head, you know. Yeah. That's a pretty pretty explosive line with some high-level skill. Yeah, I think he uh... – 
you know, I, I obviously he's he's a coach, so he can't really say that. But um, you know, I'd obviously I'd obviously think that that is the best line uh, he's I've ever seen in college. Um, you know, those those three are special because they all they all have it all, and I think um, you know their their compete level, and obviously they've taken so much. The past two weekends we've playing we've been playing so well. I think that's. Um, you know, a lot due to those guys. They're playing the game the right way. I think, you know, they're all skilled enough to take over a game with their skill, but, you know, sometimes that can be a little bit dangerous. Um, yeah. But, you know, when those three are going and they're playing uh, the game the right way and, um, you know, they're, they're forechecking, backchecking, working, having short shifts, they're at their best, and that's when our team's at their best. So, you know, I, I think... Um, you know, we've been so successful over the past four games again because of those threes. The where they were, the way they're working right now, they're finding each other. Um, they're being positive on the bench, and um, obviously that's that's huge for us, and it's fun to see. And yeah, I I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> yeah, like, again, and you think about last year, Myers, Nyes, and who was the third on that line? That, that was for a little that bit. Was a heck of a yeah, line too, for right? A little bit. You think yeah, about that sure line. was. Sure um, was. And this line is, uh, you know, is is just incredible. Uh, were you on the ice or on the bench? I forget on the their kind of fancy goal with the blind pass. I was. Uh, I watched that from the bench. Yeah. What did you What did you think live when you saw it? I mean, again, just something that I couldn't even think about doing that they just pulled off. So, yeah, it's it's we all uh, us defensemen. We all just looked at each other like, oh my gosh, what just happened? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was uh, special. I mean, that's yeah. just rare to find in college hockey out of two freshmen and a sophomore. Um, one being who obviously had a could have played probably in the NHL um, after last year and the other two um, you know we'll probably have contracts waiting for them at the end of the year here Um, you know it's three special players three special people and you know obviously we love we love (laughs) thankful that they're on our team that's for sure you mentioned with Nice he could be playing in the pros now you could probably be playing in the pros now you could be uh, Lacombe could be playing in the pros. Some others maybe, but you guys were, I think, the big trio, right? That said, "Hey, we're what? What? Take me back to last year when was that a? Did you guys discuss it, or was it all individually that it just coincidentally you all decided to come back, or how did that work?" Uh, I so it was. I remember I after last year, my mindset going into the Frozen Four was. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, obviously, I wasn't focusing on it at right. all. Um, but I knew that I wasn't going to leave if we didn't, you know, win a national championship, obviously. And, um, you know, I think those guys were in the same boat. Um, yeah, so I met with Bob, obviously, told him. And, you know, then it just started rolling from there. You know, Comer and Izzy. Johnner, all, all those guys yeah. ended up deciding they want to come back too, and those were that was all individual. It was nothing discussed. It was they all just wanted the same thing for this program, and um, you know I'm I'm glad they they made that decision too because obviously you know those three are you know special yeah. players and you know very you know a key to our team for sure. So I'll put you on the spot. You don't have to answer if you don't want to, but do you think if you'd have won it all last year, you might have ridden off to the sunset? Uh, I don't know. I, again, I don't know. It is hard to say, obviously. And what do you know, that summer after I, I get traded too. So yeah. it's, um, you know, it is definitely hard to say. I don't know because, you know, even if I 
did win, I probably would have just wanted another one. Um, <laughs> and that's another thing is I've mentioned this a couple times, but um, I think, you know, the, the reason I came back, obviously, number one is to win. But two, you know, um, the junior class, Nevers, Fish, Kester, my th- they're my three roommates. Um, you know, this team, the just being on campus, how special this place is to me in my heart, I think. Um, you know, that's obviously just as important to me as a national championship is just the relationships I have here. And, um, you know, it was so like I said, again, it was win or loss. Um, I think I would have just because I, I do feel like I need to develop more. And um, obviously this place is, again, so special to me, family right here um, and all my best friends within you know, yeah. fifty feet of me. It's it's special. So yeah. So that so that was a draw too. Just to continue to be part of the whole right. thing. Yeah. Absolutely. And you can see it was a special team, a special group, and it, it, it's continuing now. Um, what do you think you take from that experience last year, uh, making the Frozen Four, um, as you get ready for postseason this year? Obviously, the Big Ten's next, starting next week, and then the the big dance. You know, a few uh-huh. weeks from now. Yeah. I mean, it's. Yeah, it's obviously the goals to the goals first off just to win our next game, focus on one game at a time. Obviously, it's um, it's pretty easy to think about regionals, um, but obviously we have some. Uh, we want a big another Big Ten trophy. Um, you know that's so that's our goal right now. It's just focus one game at a time, and again, just keep working to get better each day. And um, you know, focusing now on little details. Obviously, practice shorten up a bit and. Um, just, you know, staying in shape, staying uh, at 100% and getting the body and, and mind ready for, for playoff hockey. So I think that's maybe, too, the, one of the most <coughs> impressive things about what you guys have done so far this year is, you know, you made the Frozen Four last year, and, I would th- and you knew you had a good team coming back where I would think uh, instinctively you're like, let's just get to the end. Let's just get to the end because that's really – the deal, but you guys, there weren't many clunkers. I mean, every night you guys brought it. You know, you're getting points every night. You're sweeping. Um, what do you, what do you, what do you, what do you attribute that to? The fact that because I'm sure deep down you're just like, let's just get to March here. Right. Let's just get to you know late February so we can get into postseason. But it's a grind. It's a long season, right. and every night you guys basically showed up. Maybe what? Maybe one or two off nights, or yeah. three maybe, and that's yeah. usual. But. Right. Um, but I would think in a position like that, it would be easy just to say, let's just get through the weekend and let's go next weekend and let's just wait for March to turn it on. But you guys did not. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that's obviously a credit to our upperclassmen and coaching staff getting us, you know, I think, um, you know, the the first game, obviously, to the last regular season game, I think, um, obviously, there's definitely a different feel to it, but... Um, at the same time, we all are here because we love it here. You know, we love being on Mariucci. You know, we yeah. all, we all still get nervous before games. We all still get those pregame jitters. You know, it, it's again, you're obviously looking forward to to playoff hockey because that's obviously the most fun hockey. But um, you know, I think you know we the we had to get better, and we understood that from day one. Um, that we are going to need to mesh as a team. We're going to need to mature as a team. Um, and, you know, we can't just fast forward into playoff hockey time. Right. So, you know, you got to enjoy the ride, which we've done. Um, and we've learned a lot. We've matured a lot. We've, you know, our regular season goals, 
we've hit most of them, and obviously now we have playoff goals that we're looking to hit. So now just you know keep keep that focus. So yeah. Um, you're wearing your letter jacket here yep. as we uh, as we record this on on campus, and uh, your head coach talked about that maybe you were part of it that they were delayed because of COVID. Then you guys yep. all finally got them, yep. and he he said he thought it was the coolest thing that you guys are wearing them every place. Yeah, well, you know, I yeah, I've never I've never personally gotten a letter jacket. I you know went to Maple Grove High School my freshman year, and then I went out to Michigan, kind of yeah, flopped around high school, so. It's my first letter jacket, so obviously I wear it everywhere. And um, you know, it's uh, I think for all all of us, it's it's always been a dream to play for the Gophers hockey. Um, you know, and just being here, you, you see guys on whether it's I don't know old movies or you always see the letter jackets yeah. and and things like that. And we we all think that's pretty cool. And um, so yeah, we've been we definitely bringing them back, wearing them to games and. Um. Yeah, it's a nice jacket. I mean, I don't think yeah. I've ever gotten the nice jacket as nice as this. But yeah, we all love them. And I don't. I don't think I started. I think uh, the seniors did. A few of the seniors, Jackson Lacombe, probably. Yeah. Colin Schmidt, Stoddy, a few of those guys, and you know, obviously, it you know bled down to us. So. So now that's uh, that's that's what you wear when it's chilly. You get out and yep, and exactly. wear, the, wear the. You mentioned uh, you know a lot of you guys grew up dreaming to be Gophers. Is that was that uh, was that a simple recruiting process then, or was there other options for you? Or take me through that um, in terms of ultimately ended up playing here. Right. Yeah. So I was I committed to Notre Dame when I was young, okay. um, really young, 15, 14, 15. Um, and I had I grew up with uh, the Janikies, Their names are they play for Notre Dame. The dad played for Notre Dame. Grandpa it was yeah. like the whole Notre Dame family. I grew up playing best family friends with those guys. And um, yeah, one of my visit, obviously Notre Dame's a beautiful campus, beautiful facilities, everything. And um, you know, I, I left home for to play at NTP in Michigan, um, the junior program over there. And um, obviously, I uh, about. About five months in, I, you know, I felt like I wanted to come home. Obviously, I didn't like being away from Minnesota. Um, so yeah, I uh, I made that decision, and um, from there it was obviously I, I knew where I wanted to go, and um, you know, it was definitely a tough decision because you know the whole family, everyone was so bought in to Notre Dame, but um, you know, I'm thankful that you know they they were great to me about that whole process, and um, you know, came here, and then the rest is history. So. Now they just get to jump in the car and drive a few miles to exactly. see you play, yeah. right? No yeah. doubt. Um, you mentioned the home crowds. I wanted to ask you about that because um, – so I I got to town in 06. It was still a couple years after the 0203 championships. But even then, you know, the old you – know, we hear it still like old WCHA stuff right. and you had to be in a lottery to get student tickets and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and then through things that I don't think were necessarily the program's fault with, um, you know, all of a sudden it's the ticket price increase and then the uh, WCHA breaks up and just different things, attendance had dwindled a little bit. Yeah. Um, started to pick, and then COVID hits, right? right. And then no game, and no fans for for the games. That had mm-hmm. to be weird playing, in, yeah. playing in empty ranks. Um, and then all of a sudden you guys are, are back, and then all of a sudden you're starting to win and get ranked in the top five, and now it's number one, and um, the crowds start building back up. The Michigan, you mentioned that earlier in the mm-hmm. podcast, the Michigan crowd of the championship game last year. I don't say that started it because there were other good crowds before that, but um, it's carried over. What what has that meant to you to 
to um, when people come up and say, hey, it's like the old days now. This is, uh, yeah. you guys have, you know, kind of brought this back. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think obviously the, you know, the the old rivalries and all those are still there. Um, but obviously the Big Ten is um, a pretty damn good conference. Yeah. And, and they do um, have some helmet. Like Michigan's one of the all-time great hockey programs. Yeah. So when they come to town, that's a yeah, heck absolutely. of a series, right? Absolutely. I, I think, you know, yeah, I, I think, you know, obviously – the the older generations that grew up watching Gopher hockey the way it was, um, the the change was definitely not yeah. easy for a lot of them. But you know, you talk about Penn State; they're like fifth or sixth in the yeah. Big Ten and ranked top ten in the country. Right? Um, you know, so I think it, it's definitely um, you know people are starting to realize that the Big Ten is one a good conference and two that there's um, good hockey to be played. And I think another thing that kind of um, that people weren't happy about was we just the we weren't at our best the Gophers and obviously you know programs go through ups and downs but um, one as historical as ours I think right. it it was tough for people to see and obviously um, you know all the people all the guys that are on this team now um, are here to bring this program back to where it's supposed right. to be um, but yeah I, I I think you know I, I definitely understand why people could be upset but it is special when you know Mariucci's rocking again student tickets are selling out in five minutes student section's great right student section's packed three whole sections about 2,000 kids every game it's um, you know it's special and that means the world to us and um, obviously, hopefully, you know, obviously the playoff crowds will be important and, you know, they'll, they'll show up. They have all year and, um, you know, they've been through us through all the ups and downs this year in the past few years. And, um, you know, they deserve, they deserve to see some good hockey and, you know, they'll get it. So, yeah. and, and, and I guess when I said the good old days too, it was more of just the building sounds like it did right. in the good old days now with the full house. And when you guys were scoring those goals, even last weekend against Ohio state, I was with the basketball team at Nebraska watching, in my hotel room, and you could just feel the energy right. through the television. How how cool that night was on on Friday, especially. And then the other thing, you know, because I, I have gone to the game, just sat in the stands as well, is the amount of young kids now that come mm. to those games and they're yeah. wearing their stocking caps from yeah. you know their high school team, yeah. and they might have a hoodie on with a gopher or whatever. But I'm talking like nine year old, eight year old, fifteen year old, and their moms and dads are there, and right. you know that that. I don't know if that's changed or not, but I just think that's a lot of the crowd is young, yeah, and these kids, and they'll go up and hit the, right. uh, you know, hit the uh, plexiglass, you know, as right. the before or after the game and all that stuff. So I think that would have to be rewarding as a player to look up and see these young kids watching you guys play. Yeah, I mean it, it is. You know, I was I had hundreds of Gopher jerseys when I was a kid, <laughs> sweatshirts and hats, and um, you know, seeing this place the way it is. Obviously, again, we're playing good hockey and. Um, yeah, I mean, we were all in that. We were all in those kids' shoes too. You know, it was all of our dreams to be here, and um, you know, I think that's what's so special about Minnesota hockey. And um, you know, it, it's such a family, and um, you know, we all we all support each other. And I think we all we all came from different towns for the most part. Uh, obviously, Nizy and Cools, but <laughs> you know, those kids are probably there to watch Nizy and Cools, to be honest. But. Um, you know, it's it's special seeing all those kids in the crowd, knowing that you know you were there one day too. Um, you know, it's 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 special for sure, and um, such a privilege, and we're all thankful for it. So, when did you get on skates the first time, and then when did it kind of sink in that you might be better than most of the kids you're playing against? <laughs> 
I think I started skating at like four or five. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I just always loved it. Um, me and my sister both loved it. My dad made a rink in our backyard, and um, so yeah, we were there after school, out there for forever till dinner time, and then back out again. And um, yeah, it was you know grew up playing in Maple Grove, had such a you know a, a great team growing up every single year, and um, you know that's obviously my love for the game definitely started on the outdoor rink in the backyard for my dad and. Um, you know, it just took off from there. So, yeah. um, all right, I got to ask you about the Olympics now. I can't have you on the podcast without uh, asking about that yeah. experience and and the crazy. The, 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 well, we're going to get to it, but the craziness of how you guys got back to that Penn State series, which is a whole another story, right? Yeah. To, to play in that game, but um, or that weekend. But um, what was that experience like for you um, to to play with uh, with uh, with the flag? You know the. USA colors in the Olympic games. I know you right. played in the you know yeah. World Juniors and all that right. stuff, which is huge. I mean, it's big. For but sure. This is the Olympics. Yeah. What yeah. was that like? You know, it, it's still crazy to say. I think you know every time you get to throw the red, white, and blue on, it's it's such an honor. And um, you know, I'm thankful that I was able to be a part of that team, and that was definitely the coolest experience I've ever had um, in the game of hockey. And um, you know, the <clears throat> it was a, such a mixture of college guys and older guys. Yeah. And, um, such a different dynamic over in, you know, it was in China. Just so cool. And it was, you know, the opening ceremonies. And obviously we would have liked a better outcome um, for our country. But, um, you know, we're getting better uh, as a country. And obviously we're, we're starting to become a powerhouse like we always were. And, um you know, it's just, again, such an honor to to put on the red, white, and blue and, um, you know, definitely the coolest experience I've ever had. So you, I think you led the team in minutes played too, right? So you, <laughs> you were out there a lot. You were obviously an impact guy. You had Myers out there. Who else? There were some other guys. Nice, uh, yeah. Nice and Maddie uh, Beneers. Yeah. There's tons of guys. Then you're playing against guys that you play against in, in right. college hockey right. that are now on your team, right. uh, which was probably kind of cool too. But, yeah, I just uh, – the like – did it? Did you take a moment to to you know? You're probably growing up watching, whether I mean, even if it's not hockey, you're just watching. That's the Olympic right. games, and here you are, and it's the opening ceremonies and closing ceremonies yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, it was. Uh, you couldn't really take a moment there. You just kind of wanted to soak it all in, and then when you got back, you could kind of yeah. go over it in your head. But um, yeah, it was again just being able to see different events and. Um, you know, obviously the most fun part was the hockey part, um, yeah. you know, and obviously, again, a disappointing outcome. But um, still, it was it, it was such a tremendous experience and, you know, definitely one I'll never forget. And um, same with all those guys. And, uh, yeah, it was still, I, I, I don't really even know how to describe it <laughs> to this day. It's just so cool. And you guys coming back of all places, it had to be Penn State, which is already hard to get to. Did yeah. you remind me how that how you guys made it back and. Because uh, you had a few stops, right? To, oh, yeah. To make it? How did that work? So we, uh, I want to say we left on a Wednesday, Wednesday early in the morning, I think. Um, or maybe th- early Thursday morning or late Wednesday. Night. I can't remember exactly. But we flew from Beijing to Japan, uh, Japan to uh, L.A., L.A. to Dallas, Dallas to Boston, I think. And Boston to 
the closest airport to where, and then it was like an hour drive. Yeah, it's I like think. Harrisburg or Harrisburg, someplace. Harrisburg, yeah. It, yeah. So yeah, we actually got split up. I I went to. I can't remember where from Dallas. I went to Boston. Nizy and Benny, I think, took a different route. Philly, maybe, or someplace. Something, there, yeah. yeah. But it was ended up being like fifty hours of Ugh. travel or something crazy like that. And yeah, Nizy was actually hurt at that point, so he didn't play. But then we got there late Friday night, and me and Benny played Saturday, and. And he had like four points still guy, somehow. Yeah, just an unbelievable. <laughs> like, how how is that possible? Uh, I played yeah. horrible. Benny somehow had four points and was still the best player on the ice. So, um, yeah, I don't. It was it was a crazy journey, but it was again after that game. Then we flew back home and it was good to get some rest. So. Yeah, I bet for sure. Um, last last thing, um, I, I, I first I gotta tell our listeners about Affinity Plus, your local credit union, proudly serving Minnesota since 1930 as a current Gopher student or proud Gopher alum. You're eligible to join a financial that wants to build a meaningful banking relationship and put you first. You can meet with a local employee at any of their branches statewide, including one near campus right in Minneapolis off of university. To learn more and find other ways to connect, here's the webpage, affinityplus.org slash gogophers, affinityplus.org slash gogophers, Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union, federally insured by NCUA. They sponsor our player profile, and uh, we thank them for their support here. We're with Brock Faber, gopher defenseman, and uh, Last uh, thing I want to ask you about is um, the trade. You, you referenced the trade. You were an L.A. Kings uh, uh, draftee and property, and um, and then all of a sudden um, it was Fiala, right? Fiala yep. was uh, from the wild. They needed to unload his contract, and you come back from the Kings in return along with other stuff. But uh, um, if I recall right, you mentioned it was a little bittersweet because you'd established a real good relationship yeah. with that Kings organization. Right. You're probably thinking, I can golf on my off days, right? <laughs> <laughs> but um, I suppose if there's some consolation, it's um, you're playing 20 minutes from where you grew up uh, yeah. once that, you know, when we get to that point. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, you know, it was definitely, it was for sure, like you said, bittersweet. Obviously, they were so great to me over there and, um, you know, they were, yeah, I had so many relationships I formed from that and, you know, they drafted me and they always checked up on me, things like that. So definitely thankful for everything they, they did for me. And, um, but again, obviously the, the sweet part of it is, you know, 20, 25 minutes from my house where I grew up is where the Minnesota wild play. And that was always a dream playing for the Gophers, playing for the wild. And, um, yeah, it, it's definitely a dream come true. Obviously, I'm not there yet, um, and I hope to be there someday. Absolutely, throw on a Minnesota Wild jersey, um, you know. But yeah, it, it's for now. Just to look back on it, it's it's definitely again so so grateful for it, and um, you know, hope to hope to make an impact at some point with the Wild. So yeah, I can't wait. Uh, but we'll, let's put it on hold for a little bit. You have still some oh, work yeah. to do here, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm all I'm all in here. So, and I think even Bill Guerin mentioned that he's mentioned it a couple of times. Like we're going to let Brock work on. You know, he's just going to focus on college hockey, and then when the time's right, it'll be a match. Yeah, it's crazy <laughs> to think, but um, yeah. I, again, like I said, I hope to be there, but definitely focus on the Gophers yeah. right now and doing everything I can for this team. So, well, have fun in Rochester this weekend, and then uh, back will. back to the real deal next week. And, Absolutely. And, uh, let's hope that uh, we end up uh, all end up in Tampa 
and mm-hmm. uh, we all have a good time. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. Good to see you, Brock. Yes. Thank you so Thanks much. Thanks for having awesome. me. Yep. Brock Faber, Gopher Defenseman, Episode 60. I hope you enjoyed getting to know University of Minnesota standout defenseman Brock Faber a little bit better. My thanks to him for spending some time with us. I enjoy that conversation immensely. What a bright future for Brock Faber. The Go Gopher podcast episode number 60 was presented by Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. If you're buying or selling a business, visit sunbeltminnesota.com or tnma.com today. We're also partnered with Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union, a locally member-owned full-service financial invested in you. You can learn more at affinityplus.org slash gogophers. Affinity Plus sponsors our player profile segment like the one with Brock Faber today. We're also sponsored by State Farm agent Tony Hoagland. Again, I'd invite you to listen to past podcasts, and please be sure right now to click the subscribe button to the Go Gopher podcast. It's free to subscribe and free to listen at any time. And please share the link to the podcast with others so they can listen and subscribe as well. We'll talk again next week.